Hey guys, welcome back to your Apple Update. I'm your host, John Sherrod. And tonight I want to talk a little bit about how Disney has succeeded in an area where Apple has failed. And what I'm talking about is with both companies uh, now launching streaming services, we have a little something to kind of compare and see how did Apple do, how did Disney do, which one came out on top. And I think so far the winner is clearly Disney. And I guess that shouldn't really come as any surprise because while Apple has... Um, you know, at this point, almost two decades worth of a sort of media retail experience, starting with the iTunes store um, and continuing on. Of course, it started with music and they've, and they've had a TV shows, movies, podcasts, and that's all been going on for years now. So Apple has experience on that end. They're much newer at the content creation business, and uh, they've dipped their toes into the water a little bit with a couple of shows that have been available on Apple Music, Carpool Karaoke and Planet of the Apps, but now, uh, just uh, just uh, in the last few weeks, they announced Apple TV+, Plus, which is going to be their, uh, their streaming service, where they're going to be offering original TV show content. I talked about that a few weeks ago in a video I did recapping the event, so check that out if you haven't seen it already. Uh, but of course, now, this week, uh, yesterday, as of the date of this recording, uh, Disney had uh, an event for its investors where they gave a lot more details about Disney+, Plus, which is Disney service. Interesting that these things both have the name Plus in the name, even though this Disney event uh, happened more recently. Um, the Disney Plus name has been around for a while, so this is an example of, of Disney copying Apple. If anything, it's probably the other way around, because we know that this, this Disney Plus name has been out there for a while, but we've only just learned about Apple TV Plus. could be totally coincidental, but it's interesting how this name... Uh, the similar naming convention has kind of come along. And it's really interesting to be talking about these two companies together, period. I was just talking to a friend on Facebook about this, about how back in the, the late 90s and early 2000s, when Apple was not nearly the company that it is now, in fact, Apple was very close to going out of business, and there were lots of conversations about, you know, would another company, uh, a company bigger than Apple, because at the time Apple was small, come in and purchase Apple. And Disney was one of those companies that was frequently rumored to be a, a potential company that could buy Apple, actually. And that was crazy. We, and all of us who were Apple fans at the time were fearful of Apple losing its independence and somebody else who didn't have Apple's culture and vision taking over. And of course, that never happened. And in recent years, Apple has become so big, becoming by some uh, re, re, you know, some ways of reckoning the largest, wealthiest company in the world. And it's kind of been up there and fallen out, but always been up there really close in the last few years. Apple's a massive company. I mean, it's not only in hardware and software, but it's it's been into, as we said, uh, media retail. And now it's moving into media creation with Apple TV+. Plus. Um, and, um, and so in recent years, there have actually been rumors or, you know, sort of speculation that what if Apple bought Disney because mathematically it's possible. And um, no, I don't think that's likely to happen. Even though you, you can afford to buy something doesn't mean something's for sale, for one thing. And it also doesn't mean that just because you can afford to buy something, it doesn't mean that you're interested in buying something either. So um, now there are some interesting parallels between the two companies because, you know, Steve Jobs sat on Apple's board of directors. Disney CEO Bob Iger currently sits on Apple's board of directors. And he actually clarified today that even though uh, Apple and Disney have some sort of competing products now with Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus that he is still going to remain on Apple's board for now. He just recuses himself when they're having conversations around that particular area of the business, which as of right now is not a huge big part of Apple's business and may never be. But anyway, um, so I don't see Apple purchasing Disney um, ever, honestly. Now, could it happen? Yes. Um, would it surprise me? Yes, it would surprise me very much if that were to happen. But... Um, it, I bring that up mostly because of the interesting historical 
value of it, but also just the change of fortunes that Apple has had. Disney, of course, has continued to be a very successful company all this time. That really hasn't changed. They have, they have certainly grown even more so. But uh, getting into kind of what how, kind of where I see Disney is sort of winning this little battle between the two right now. Um, I haven't watched, you know, I watched all of the Apple event. I have not watched the Disney investor event. I don't even know if it's available online. That's how little interest I have in that aspect of it. What I care about with both of these things are some, uh, are a couple of fundamental things. When's it going to come out? When is the service going to be available? What's it going to cost me as a consumer? And what's the value proposition? Like, what are you offering me to convince me to pay over some amount of money, uh, to stream your product? Now, I mean, I cover Apple. I work around Apple technology, uh, so I am almost certainly going to be purchasing an Apple TV Plus subscription because of those factors, because I'm going to want to talk about it here on your Apple update and tell you about it and what I think about it and what the impact is and what this means for Apple and what this means for you. Um, but if I'm a consumer looking at this, I'm not seeing the value proposition right now in Apple TV Plus. Really, what based on just what they showed us at the event a few weeks ago, Apple's banking on the fact that it's saying, hey, we've got all these big names J.J. Uh, Abrams, Oprah, Ronald D. Moore, uh, Reese Witherspoon, um, Steve Carell, you know, all these big name actors and actresses, Jason Momoa, all these people, um, these talented actors, these talented directors and producers, and they're banking on you wanting to see what they're going to come up with on Apple's service. You know, kind of also paired with Apple's brand and reputation as uh, as a as a culture as a big cultural influencer. And that's certainly something that Apple has been even before they got big into the media game, because Apple has, has been a very prominent, well-known, well-respected brand for a long time now. So that seems to be, that's, that's the only value proposition we've seen from Apple right now. They're going to have a slate of original shows. Uh, so far, there's no indication they're going to offer any back catalog of old movies and TV shows. That could change, but right now they haven't announced that. And they haven't told us the pricing, and they've given us a vague launch time of this fall. So you contrast it over to Disney, and Disney gave us exactly the things I was looking for from their service as far as the value proposition pitch. When's it going to come out? It's going to come out November 12th of this year. They've announced that. What's it going to cost? It's going to cost you $6.99 a month or $69.99 a year, which saves you a little bit of money if you pay the whole year up front. Um, and then, of course, they've told us what the value proposition is. They're going to be offering uh, hundreds of titles from Disney's back catalog of TV shows and movies. Um, plus they're going to be giving you new shows based around their most popular brands. So we're going to have a star Wars show that launches this year, another live action star Wars show. They promised for the second year of Disney plus, um, they've announced uh, several different Marvel shows that they've promised that will be tied into the Marvel cinematic universe movies. So you're going to have, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, unlike Apple, who is a new entrant in the content creation game, Disney's been doing this for decades and has a stellar reputation. That doesn't mean everything Disney's made is is great. Um, there's some Disney things I love and there's some Disney things I hate. But on the whole, when you think of Disney's entire history and their catalog, you think of that as a discerning quality brand who has been giving you entertaining products year after year and has made really wise acquisitions in the last year, purchasing Star Wars, Marvel, now 20th Century Fox, which includes things like The Simpsons. They have Jim Henson, so they have the entire Muppets history and catalog and characters. So they have uh, uh, not only have their own great content, but they've amassed a massive portfolio of content that people already love and that there's a built-in audience for. And they're going to be offering you that this fall for $6.99 a month. The The cheapest Netflix plan right now is $8.99 a month. But if you want the, the top-end plan that includes the ability to watch content in 4K, 
that's a it's around fifteen dollars a month, and that's the that's the deal I pay for right now because I have a four K TV and I want to get the best content, I, you know, the highest quality content I can. Disney is saying here's one price, well, one price per month, one price per year, but one tier. There's not like multiple tiers at this point. Six ninety nine. There you go. That's what I wanted to know, and that's what I wanted to hear from Apple. I really wanted to hear when is this going to be available? What am I going to be asked to pay for it? And what's the value proposition? And I really didn't get. I almost I got almost none of that. We got a little bit of the value proposition argument, but again, as someone who's an Apple fan and someone who covers Apple from a, a journalistic perspective, I'm almost certainly going to buy it because I'm going to need to cover it and talk about it. But if you're an average customer sitting at home, even if you're a big fan of Apple, what's the sales pitch for Apple TV Plus? I really don't know. And I'm somebody who covers Apple, loves Apple, and is generally enthusiastic about their products. I don't know that. With Disney, I know that. And I love the Disney brand, but I don't have quite the affinity for it that I have for the Apple brand. But they've already sold me. I'm, I'm 100% going to be a day one customer of Disney Plus when it comes out November 12th at the price point they've they've offered. So that's how I see it right now. Um, I'm hoping that... Apple does have a better plan than what they've offered so far, and I hope that they give us more details sooner rather than later, because for now, I think I and a lot of you out there are probably in a wait-and-see mode when it comes to Apple TV+. Plus. But with Disney, I think a lot of you are going to get it day one, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get it on day one. Well, that's it for today. Just wanted to talk about that, compare and contrast. Uh, I want to know what you think. Are you excited about Apple TV+, Plus? are you excited about Disney+, Plus? are you excited about neither? Leave me a comment. Let me know. And if you haven't hit that subscribe button, go ahead and hit that button now so that you'll be aware when I have a new video out. Again, I try to do this a couple days a week so that because there's, especially with Apple getting in all these new spaces, there's a whole lot to talk about. That's it for this week. I'm John Sherrod. I'll see you next time on your Apple Update.